Hello, loves. Welcome to the Living Out Love podcast. We are going to do part two of the nervous system series. I believe it's just going to be a two-part series, but you never know once I get started where it's going to end up. So just to quickly recap last week, I'm obsessed with the nervous system right now. That's what's happening because it is sort of the one place we can access all things. It's where our brain goes to execute the functions our brain's responsible for. It's where we can most acutely experience our emotion. And it is where we blend our energy with spirit, with energies that we don't see. So it's sort of like the center of our energy field. It is what I'm calling the holy grail. Another way of looking at this is it's just one point of focus. If you're a person that is trying to gain more self-awareness, if you are a person that is trying to get deeper in touch with unseen energies, whether that's angels or loved ones that have passed on or your spirit guides, you know, a point of focus could be the nervous system. That's a really great way to get in touch with what's going on. Is that the only way? Of course not. But right now it's my obsession. So that's kind of the recap of week one. If you haven't listened to episode five, I do recommend you go back and listen to it, but not necessary. If you want to hang in with me, just hang in. So one thing I want to say before we dive into how to work with the nervous system is I want to just let you know that there's this idea out there that our bodies are this linear process. A lot of times we have a thought and because we're thinking a certain thought, it makes us feel a certain emotion. And then because we're feeling that emotion, we do whatever behavior we do. And that's not wrong. That is true, but that's not the only way that it happens. And we have so much evidence for this. Just think about the days when you're in a really good mood and then you stub your toe and you're like, oh shoot, that kind of hurt. Oh well. And then you, you know, go back to frala la skipping around, whatever you were doing. If you're in a bad mood and then you stub your toe, then you're way more likely to say, oh, the universe hates me. This day is terrible, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously it's not a linear process. All of our systems are communicating with us at all times. And those two scenarios that I just gave you, they, those don't even make room for spirit. Those don't even make room for the unseen energies that are around us that have effects on us that we don't see, don't talk about, don't know how to measure. That might be spirit, that might be source energy, angels, etc. Or that could even just be like the collective energy in the room. Have you thought about that? You know how you'll go into a party, like you'll open the door and you're thinking, this is going to be a fun party. It's a Christmas party. Yay. You know, and, and you open the door into somebody's house and you just feel the energy where like someone just said something awkward or it's quiet or something happened and you feel your energy go Wah, and it sort of depresses in response to whatever energy you just walked into. Why would that be? Well, A, emotions are kind of contagious. They spread. But why would that be? That is because we are large energy fields. Our energetic body is much larger than our physical body. And that's the only thing that could rationally explain why my emotion 
could viscerally physically affect you if you walk into my room and you sense my emotion how it affects you and your body now, of course we all have different energetic boundaries with this some of us are just completely unaware and are not affected by other people um, some of us are very sensitive and very aware we have different sensitivities but the, it's still the case that our nervous system is very sensitive it's sensitive to our emotion it's sensitive to our brain and it's sensitive to the collective energies around us and other unseen i'm going to call it source energy so that's just food for thought keep that in the back of your mind as we continue to have this discussion so i have two general themes of what i want to share with you about how to work with the nervous system point one is we need to heal it we need to listen to it we need to allow it to have a voice and we need to heal it what do i mean by this i mean allow it to be uncomfortable if you are feeling scared if you are feeling angry allow your body to feel that way don't rush to just fix it and make it better Okay, we do this a lot more than we realize. This could be, oh, I'm starting to get bored or I'm starting to get scared. And before I've even identified that feeling, I've picked up my phone to play a game. It could be as simple as that. It could be something maybe worse. It could be alcoholism. But there's, there's a lot of different isms that we do in order to not feel what our body wants us to feel. And there's several issues with this. Obviously, there's health concerns. Um, it could lead to decisions that you would make otherwise. There's denial, like there's lots of concerns. But one of the concerns from a spiritual point of view, from a manifestation point of view, is that when you are suppressing your emotion, it causes clutter in your energetic field. So if you have your sights set on manifesting something specifically, but your energetic field is also carrying fear or embarrassment or some other emotion in it, then you're going to have a much harder time receiving your manifestation because it's like you're sending mixed signals to the universe. So when you're having that negative feeling, instead of rushing to feel better, what's more effective is to actually indulge it a little bit. And I don't mean indulge as in throw yourself a pity party and you know moan to all your friends. I mean sit still and allow the discomfort to be there. Even describe it to yourself if you can. Oh, it feels like my skin is itchy. I feel hot, it feels slow, it feels heavy. How, whatever it feels, give it, give it some physical descriptor words. And then it may dissipate on its own. If you just observe it and name it, that may be enough and it will dissipate. If it doesn't, then invite the feeling to share more with you. So an example of this might be that recently I was feeling um, shame. Oh, isn't that the worst? So I was feeling shame and I practiced what I preach and I sat down and I was describing it and I was describing that feeling of like, oh, I just wanted to like rip my organs out of my body so that I did not have to experience them. I wanted to take my skin off because there obviously was something wrong with it. 
um, I was having all these, they're bizarre when you describe the physical experience of shame. It's bizarre, but I was naming it. And in the process of naming it, it's easy to, A, it's easy to judge it. It's easy to be like, of course I'm feeling shame or, oh, I shouldn't be feeling shame. We have all these thoughts about why we do and don't feel things. And that's fine. Those thoughts are going to be there. Um, but then I always come back to like compassion or understanding of, of course you're feeling shame right now. Like this is a, you are having the human part of the human experience. Congratulations. This is part of it. So back to experiencing it. So I experienced it. I named the sensations and I clearly identified this is shame. I am feeling shame right now. If that's not enough to release it, then ask the feeling, what is it that you want me to know? And it will have something to say. Shame will often tell you that you're not safe or that you're not lovable. It will have one of those key, key survival needs in there. Um, and so then you go, okay, I hear you. You think I'm not safe. I know otherwise. So I'm just going to breathe and I'm going to let you move and leave the building. I've heard you and we're going to breathe it out. And as I breathe, you're allowed to leave the building. And when I say you, I'm talking to like the energy of shame, the emotional energy that's in your body. That's taking the form of shame. So when you are allowing your nervous system to have the mic for a little bit, that actually helps you remove the energy. So it's painful because it's much easier to just repress it. It's much easier to pick up your phone and watch Netflix or call a friend to pretend like everything's okay. Um, but then it, it represses that energy and that stays stuck in your energy field. And when you, that's an, you kind of gaslight yourself when you do that as well. Like, let's say in my example, I was feeling shame and what was underneath that was a feeling that I wasn't safe. If I had repressed that, then I would have continued living my life, not feeling safe. But because I was willing to sit in the shame for a little bit and then realize, oh, this has to do with safety because I'm ashamed. I think, oh, people won't love me. I won't be safe. Like whatever I was making it mean. I was able to release it and go, oh, but I am safe. That was unfortunate. I wish it didn't happen, but it did. And I am safe and that's okay. So I was able to kind of have a reset. When you don't allow your emotion to be there and give it a voice and then give it the chance to dissipate, there's no reset. You're just piling on emotional clutter into your energetic field. So that's the first, that's my first sort of note or idea about how do we take care of our nervous system. The first thing is when you're feeling something, give it the mic. And my example just now was about emotions, but I also mean physically. I, I did episode in season one about um, how I was getting styes and anger and, and just the metaphysical symptoms that we sometimes get. Um, I've recently gone through some things that I was concerned about and I thought were going to be a big deal. And then when I got to the metaphysical root of it, I'm like, oh, funny how fast that healed. So if physically you're going through something, allow that to speak to you also. If our nervous system is what controls our bodily symptoms, 
controls our organs. It controls our sleep, our hormones. Like it controls a lot of things. And that's also our main point of access for source energy. Well, isn't it possible that the energy around us or the energy that's pouring through us as divine beings could be trying to get our attention? It's definitely possible. So even with your physical symptoms, if you are experiencing something that is new or surprising. I mean, obviously if you've exercised and your muscles are sore, well then you're sore because you exercise. But if you have a new symptom and you go, huh, what is this about? Well, pay attention to that. Maybe do some research. Maybe look up Louise, Louise Hayes. Um, I, I think it's Heal Your Body, Heal Your Life. It might just be Heal Your Life. Um, but look up her book and see if there's something in there about that. I also find, another thing I find to be helpful with the nervous system is also um, like dream interpretation. Sometimes dream interpretation books will have things about different parts of the body or different aspects of the body that that could also be a helpful reference point. But in terms of what do we do with our nervous system? Well, step one is to just pay attention. Like what is your body telling you? And then the nuance of that is to just allow it and let it be, let it be there give it the voice and know that in giving it a voice, it's going to help you move through it. Versus when we repress our emotion because it's uncomfortable, then we just carry it around with us. And perhaps the volume is quieter, perhaps it's not top of mind, but energetically it's still in our energetic field. And that creates clutter in our manifestation it, it also creates clutter in the way that we are with one another if we're carrying around shame or these feelings of lack of safety or anger or resentment whatever we've carried all this stuff around we haven't released it energetically from our body there's only so much that you can heal without letting your body actually release emotion there's a reason why we cry when we're sad. There's a reason why we have the urge to punch and hit and throw things when we're angry. It's because emotion has energy and that energy wants to be expressed. And so when we don't have a healthy expression outlet for our emotional energy, then it just stays and we carry it. And again, it might get quieter. It might not be top of mind, but it is with you. It's with you. You may think of perhaps there's, this is a very common example for many people out there where you think you've forgiven somebody. You're like, oh, I forgave them. And then something happens years later even. And next thing you know, you are mad. And you are thinking, I have not forgiven you for anything. I am right back to where I started. Well, perhaps that time that you forgave them, you jumped to the forgiveness at a logical level and you wanted to feel good, you wanted to forgive them, but perhaps you didn't actually allow that emotional energy to dissipate, allow it to have the voice and then leave your body. And I just want to acknowledge, I know that this is not easy. I know that because, I mean, if you're like me, I'm a person that I'll, I'll judge myself for having emotion. If I feel hurt by some, by somebody that something that somebody said, I will tell myself, Oh, you shouldn't feel hurt about that because they didn't mean it personally or because they were just stressed. Like it wasn't personal. They were stressed. They were tired, blah, blah, blah. 
And so then I tell myself I'm not allowed to feel hurt by it. So then I carry that around. So the more effective processing would be for me to allow myself to feel hurt and say, okay, you feel hurt. You wish you didn't feel hurt because you know it's not about you, but you do feel hurt. So let's give that a voice. Okay, maybe I cry, maybe I don't. And then go to, okay, that person's human. They're having a bad day. I get it. Compassion, forgiveness, etc. So for me, I often will skip over emotional steps if I feel as though I shouldn't, quote, feel a certain way. So I get that this work is hard, but in general, paying attention to what your body has to tell you, trying your best not to judge it. I cannot tell you how many times I have not felt my feelings because I thought, well, the other person didn't mean to. Who cares if, if a car had run over my foot because they didn't see me? It would still hurt whether they meant to or not. It would hurt. It's the same thing with our emotional energy. There's my physical body, there's my emotional energy, and, and they can both hurt. So that's something that I know we all have different aspects of, we're all working on. Um, in the recent podcast episode where I was interviewed, we were talking about men and how a lot of men have only been socialized to feel anger, maybe confidence or arrogance, and anger. They weren't socialized to feel sadness or depression or many other things. So joy, excitement, they weren't socialized for that. And so they have a very hard time welcoming that energy. And of course, not all men, but we were talking about this. And so I just want to acknowledge that when it comes to feeling your feelings, it sounds very simple and it is simple, but it's not easy. And there's so many ways to avoid feeling your feelings. So just like I said, pay atten attention to your nervous system, try not to judge it. I want to, I want to add, try not to judge when you've been ignoring your nervous system. We're all doing our best. Being a divine human is a complicated proposition. Having this source energy that pours through us, that makes us divine, that connects us to all life that connects us to, you know, the astral plane and the vortex of our manifestation. Like this experience that we have here on earth is beautiful and complex and layered, and we're not going to catch every layer of it every time. So in general, what I propose you do when it comes to dealing with your nervous system is I propose you give it the mic and you try not to judge it, you allow it to have its say so that then the energy can dissipate and that you can have a more intentional, focused, energetic field. And I caveat that with, come with this with a lot of compassion and a lot of levity. Because this is not the way most of us were socialized or conditioned or taught. This is an intense idea, the idea that you would allow your feelings to have a voice. And if there's anybody out there that you've, you've listened to my previous episodes and you don't care about emotion, well, A, thanks for being here. But B, what I want to say is what I have learned through my years and master's degree 
is people that have a sensitivity, people that are very sensitive to emotion, who also have self-awareness, tend to be some of the most productive and effective people in the world. They tend to be some of the most resilient people in the world. Being sensitive without having self-awareness won't help you that much. Being insensitive without self-awareness, like that's not going to help you that much either. Being a bull in a china shop also isn't helpful. But if you can be sensitive to your emotion and you can have a high degree of self-awareness, wow, are you capable of being a powerhouse? You just are. So do your best to take care of your nervous system. Okay, point two. That was point one. Allow it to have a voice. Allow that energy to dissipate. That's point one. Point two of how to work with your nervous system. Take advantage of the good juju. That's point two. So everything is energy. If you've ever followed... um, Esther Hicks of Abraham, they talk about like the emotional scale. There's a vibration of each different emotion and the higher up the vibration, the better you feel, the better you feel, the more you can manifest the things that you want to manifest by feeling good. You manifest feeling good, that sort of a thing. So take advantage of feeling good. When it comes to manifestation specifically, many of us have vision boards or journals or wish lists, we have thoughts that we have created, curated about where we want to go, what we want to attract. So if you are having a day where things just seem to be lining up for you, you're hitting the green lights, birds are chirping, people are smiling at you, whatever it is, if you're having one of those days where everything just seems to be in alignment, Those are the days that you want to spend time sitting with that vision board, sitting there with all the confidence. The universe wants me to be happy. It wants me to have what I'm called to. I wouldn't be called to if it wasn't a part of my soul path. Those are the days. Okay, so I don't want to give you too much homework on the days when you're feeling light and breezy, but on those days when you're feeling light and breezy, maybe consider how you might leverage it. And for some of you, that might be you're going to have the added energy to do things you don't normally want to do. Um, Maybe you don't normally exercise, and that's a day you're feeling good, and you're like, hey, I'm going to go for a brisk walk because I've got this added energy. Um, Maybe you're like, I'm going to treat myself to an afternoon coffee, and that afternoon coffee makes you feel even better than you were already feeling. And so it's this like upward spiral of energy. Whatever it is that calls to you, that feels like it would make you feel even better than you already feel, it's like, how can I keep riding the gravy train? Do that. Leverage it. Leverage the feel good. Allow it to continue to feel good. There's something here about, um, I'm trying to get clear on this idea. There's something about the idea of past and future. I think a lot of us, when we feel good, not all the time, but a lot of the time, it's like something just happened or we just learned of something. Maybe you got good news. Maybe you got a green light. Now you're already past the green light, 
but you're still feeling good about that green light that happened. Or maybe you found out something that happened at work and it's the next day and you're still feeling good about it. I think that there are a lot of us that can strongly and clearly step into that feel good energy when it's something we already have the evidence of because it already happened. And we have a much harder time stepping into that feel good energy about something that we're trying to create in the world. So for me, it's like, I want to create a successful business. I want to create um, a repeatable um, pattern of exercise, perhaps. There's lots of things that I would like to create that in the creation of them, I will feel good. And in the having of them, I will feel good. But in the here and now, just thinking about them, I tend to feel overwhelmed, scared, like I'm not good enough. I tend to feel less than for the things that I want that haven't arrived yet. Probably because I don't believe, at some level, I don't believe they will arrive or that I will make them happen, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is, when something's already happened, we tend to have a really easy time allowing the feel-good emotion, whether that's joy, excitement, peace, whatever it is, we tend to have an easier time really embracing that emotion on something that's already happened. But when we're thinking about something that we want to create, that we want to have happen, we tend to not feel allowed or we tend to struggle with welcoming the feel-good feelings, which is exactly what we need to do if we want to manifest it. So that's why I come back to this idea of leverage. If you're having a day where things feel like they're just in alignment for you, maybe the flowers smell sweeter. Maybe you got up and that project you thought was going to be really hard. You were able to knock it out in under 30 minutes, whatever it is for you. If you're having a day where you feel that upward dynamic, that spiral, that momentum, leverage it. That is the day to say, you know what? My life can be this way. It is this way today and I'm going to call it in. Those things that I want, they're going to be just like this. That business I want, it's going to feel like this. The exercise routine I'm trying to create, it's also going to feel like this. Like trying to associate the feel-good feelings that you have now with the things that you're trying to create in the future. Here is why that's so important. Imagine that you're nervous system. Imagine it's like this column with all the spindles out that go out into the universe, right? It's this column. And the column is reaching out into your emotions and you're feeling good. And your brain is thinking about the thing that happened that made you feel good. And spirit is connecting to you and they're going, look, she's feeling good. He's feeling good. They're feeling good. And then you say, all right, body, I'm feeling good. And I know we're really happy about that job promotion that we just got. And that's fantastic. Let's keep thinking about it. And while we're thinking about the job promotion, let's also think about that exercise routine that I've been wanting to get figured out. I can get this job promotion. I can figure out an exercise routine and allow that What's it called? It's like a, a paper clip. It like just add one more thing, add one more thing to whatever it is you're thinking about in those moments that you feel good. 
back to Esther Hicks and the they have the emotional scale. So perhaps when I would think about, okay, I'm gonna create a repeatable exercise routine for myself. In the past, my feeling about that would have been eh, maybe optimism, 50-50, that's a good idea. So not negative, not all the way at depression or anger or resentment, but like, eh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll get there someday, you know. If I can attach that idea to another idea that's already causing me to feel something much higher up the vibrational scale, if I can like shift that idea up the vibrational scale, it's just going to help it be ready for manifestation. And now the reason why I mentioned it's not like I was down there at anger or fear or resentment is because if you're feeling really good, you got you just found out about the job promotion, you hit the green light, whatever it is, you're having all the good thoughts and the good feelings, that's not the time to go back and think about the person that betrayed you and that you never forgave. I'm not suggesting go that far down the emotional scale. I'm suggesting positive things that you already want in your life that you have trouble consistently feeling positive emotions about. Okay, just want to be very clear that if you're feel good, please don't ruin it with the areas that feel very painful. If you're feeling good, then attach it to something else where you want to feel good, but you have struggled to do so. Okay, I hope that's clear. So the nervous system, it's a holy grail. It is a point of connection. You can learn more about the way spirit is interacting with you through your nervous system. You can learn more about what your body and your emotions and your brain wants to tell you through your nervous system. The way to do that is to give it the mic, allow it to be there, let the energy dissipate, and then when it comes time to get clear on where you want to go and what you want to create, Leverage the feel-good feelings. And even if they're not the best feeling feelings, perhaps your feeling is not confidence and joy. Perhaps it's determination, um, commitment. Like those are good feeling feelings, but they have a different resonance and a different vibration than joy and ecstasy. When you have an emotional energetic field that is so clearly committed that is not cluttered with shame or embarrassment or worry you're going to get a lot more done you're going to get a lot more done but shame and embarrassment and worry those things are going to happen because you're human so when they happen give them the mic and then allow them to dissipate consciously carry forward what you want to carry forward, what will serve you. And allow the rest to tell you what it needs to tell you and then to go back out into the universe to be healed. Okay. I hope this has been super helpful. I know it's been kind of a long one, but I have just been so into the nervous system lately. So let me know if you have any questions. I am here to help and I will talk to you soon. Bye.